0: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose, or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You win? Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to another episode of In Focus. Uh, this week we're in focus with the Butter Pie Podcast, uh, and we're joined with Ollie tonight. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, Tommy. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Yeah. Um, of course, we're going to be talking about the game tonight, and uh, sort of getting a bit of to know about what we can expect from Preston on the weekend. Uh, but first, I'd just like to ask you, Ollie. Um, Obviously, being a Preston fan yourself, what got you into supporting the team?
1: I reckon you know you could ask this to any fan, Tommy, any P and fan, and it's got to be family orientated. Yeah. Um, obviously, I got it forced upon me, so it was it was one of those where it was like, you know what, I'm suffering, so you're suffering as well. So uh, it's character of the family, and to be fair, there's there's now this. Little Dalham, I know you meant to support your local as well, and obviously Preston's my local team, so, you know, it's the local team and uh, certain members of my family support them, so it kind of got forced upon me rather than rather than any uh, choice, to be fair to you, Tommy. Mm.
0: There's that sort of pride with supporting a local team as well, it's community as well, yeah. I. It's uh, great to hear that is. Um
1: Ice cream, man. Sorry,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I had a motorbike go past in one of these. Hi, sorry. There always background noise in these. There we go. Um, <laughs> so it's great to hear about how you got into Preston. Um, yeah. Th- th- these questions, these next two questions, could technically be rolled into one, but uh, I'll ask them both at the same time. Uh, earliest Preston memory. What's the? Uh, what was
1: your earliest? Oh, um, my earliest Preston memory. Um, would probably be losing in the 2005 playoff final against West Ham at the Millennium Stadium. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough, rough first memory, to be fair. Uh, and I think another another memory that springs up, because I started going to games when I was like five, six. And, and the I know I, the memory of the playoff final wasn't so vivid, but the one that I do remember most, Was playing at home against Burnley. It could have been 2006 or whatever, and I, I was there with my uncle, and it was a packed out Deepdale, and I I think it was that moment that made me think, you know what, it's packed out. The atmosphere is amazing. I get to watch football. You know, I want to do this all the time, and from then on, I've just stuck by it. But if if I didn't take out my first memory of the playoff loss, yeah, and thought, you know what, I'll switch to you Know someone who wins, mm. I might not be here right now, but uh, yeah, yeah, I've stuck through them through thick and thin, and here we are to this day, Tommy. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's great to hear that. Is that one that
0: you is that the first game you went to, or has, have they been once before? Oh,
1: 2005. Oh, we're going. I, I, I might have been taking on a couple more to be fair by my uncle, but. No, I, I, the first one I remember was two thousand five playoff final. I think he took me to one of the playoff semi finals, but I can't mm. remember it as much as anything. But yeah, the, the trip down to Cardiff, I remember vividly, and obviously yeah. the the game wearing wearing a little little peony shirt that doesn't <laughs> fit anything. <laughs> but yeah, um, first game playoff final loss. Probably not the greatest greatest memories, but mm. you know, here we are.
0: Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Was it, was it, how much did you lose by in that game, or was it a bad I think
1: we lost. I think we lost, it was either 1 0 or 2 1. It was against oh, right. West Ham. West yeah. Ham, was it West Ham? I swear it was, it was either West Ham or Bolton. I'd... I'm losing <laughs> my mind here, honestly. You're trying yeah. to
0: condense the memory from the bad yeah, memory. Got,
1: yeah. Yeah, you've got me thinking back to Burnley and Man City at home you know,
0: with Darius Vassell up top for Man City. That's a name, isn't it? Wow. So, yeah, it's great to hear about um, your early memories of Preston and being a Preston North End fan. Um, But obviously, coming to the present eh, day, you're currently a tenth in the league. uh, As of recording, this might change in a a couple of days or whatever. Um, But you've started off with two wins, five draws and zero losses. But I think the... uh, Impressive fact is that you haven't conceded yet. Um, So how's the start of the season been for you?
1: It's it's been a confusing one, I can't lie, because I don't think any North End fan would have expected to be sat here, you know, seven games in, seven clean sheets. It had been massively... Our back line, you know, you look at it and you look at at the start of the season with... Jordan's story, he did go out on loan to Sheffield Wednesday last season. And, you know, he didn't really get a look in under Ryan Lowe. Was now come in and, you know, force his way through. Liam Lindsay didn't really get much of a say last season either. Yeah. It was Patrick Bauer. And them two have both come into a back three, which you, you look at it on paper at the start of the season and think, you know what, we really need to improve this. And, Losing Daniel Iverson at the end of last season, he went back on loan, uh, well, back off his loan to uh, Leicester. I thought he was the best keeper in the league last season. Um, So that was big shoes to fill. And Freddie Woodman's come in and he's been fantastic. His distribution's brilliant. And I'll probably rate him above Iverson now. Um, But to be fair, with Freddie Woodman, he's not really had much to do. The defenders are putting the bodies on the line. And, you know, although it's not working at the top of the pitch, it's working brilliantly at you know the back end of the pitch. And I think the game against Coventry, which has just gone what on Wednesday, it was a massive game. And and if we if we didn't if we didn't win and you know we ended up with a loss, you look at it and think, well, we scored one in seven, but now two in seven and you know he looks at the start and you're thinking, you know what, you can proper get up this, up this yeah. table because there's no harm to say that against you know the teams that have come, you know, Rotherham, we absolutely tore Rotherham apart and mm. couldn't find the ball into the back of the net. So it's one of those, you know, we're frustrated at the top of the pitch, we're playing fantastic football. And it was more about getting confidence in into the higher end of the pitch as well. and we. <laughs> What Ryan Lowe has, has to like decide on, and he did it well yesterday, was his way of playing didn't really suit Emil Reese, and he's our main focal point up top. You know, okay, we we're spinning yeah. crosses into the box with Robbie Brady because he's got a fantastic left foot, and Emil Reese is not going to stick his head on and fly in, and we don't really have any strikers to do that. Maybe Chad Evans, but he doesn't really play that much. So Ryan Lowe kind of had to change his system to fit Emil Reese and it worked yesterday and Emil Reese came on and he scored and you know that's going to give so much confidence to Emil Reese who was linked massively to go to Middlesbrough and Mm. we all thought he was gone at one point so going forward you know he's got to stick to giving confidence to our strikers because the defence is on fire the midfield looks stable. Once we we give confidence to our main focal point, up to Emory, I think we'll be firing. So, mm. unfortunately for you, Tommy, Emory scored scored last game, and I feel yeah. like he's going to be bringing that confidence through <laughs> today. Um, fingers crossed for me. Obviously, unfortunately for uh, any Blues fans, but mm. yeah, I'm, I'm starting to be a lot more optimistic about about Holloway that Preston are going about things.
0: Yeah, I think that we're kind of in a similar situation with strikers, or perhaps an attacking threat, perhaps going forward. Um, but yeah, like you say, the defense is on fire. But is Freddie Woodman is he a um, is he a Spurs loanee or somebody? Because I feel like I've heard that name before.
1: No, uh, Freddie Woodman. He was signed permanently from Newcastle.
0: Newcastle. So he started. It, yeah. He started
1: last season um, in in the first game of the season when Ronaldo's. First game back and, yeah, yeah. Like, he decided in that for Newcastle. Mm. And he was uh, England under twenties keeper Freddie Woodman. so he's obviously worked with our assistant manager, Mike Marsh, who mm. was uh, in the England setup. So I think that helps. And you know, we got we got him on a uh, a very cheap deal for what Freddie Woodman is as a keeper. So I'm massively, massively happy with happy with that signing. So uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's fantastic, Woodman. So okay. he's he's probably I'd, I'd put it in there for one of our best signings in the past two or three seasons. Okay, yeah. he's so yeah, yeah. He's he's sort of like giving that good stable foundation
0: at the back. Does that sort of help to sort of perhaps push on towards these next few games? Is that what's sort of the plan for Preston?
1: Yeah, and. What I would say is our past few keepers' distribution hasn't really been there. Right. Whereas Freddie Woodman, you know, kind of gives it short. So the second he gets it in his, in his hands, he's always looking for the next pass, and that's either through Ben Whiteman, who's our pivotal point in the middle. You know, he plays a quarterback role and spreads the ball all over the park, or to one of our wide center backs. So the thing is with Woodman, he gets the ball out quickly to start a counter attack, and I feel like that's what the system's needed for a long time and Mm. you know he's got it nailed down to a t woodman and what 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 i would say is his confidence is next level i saw the post the other day he was like oh fantastic three points never mentioned the seven clean sheets whatsoever yeah like it's an incredible achievement but yeah i'm i'm so happy with that signing off like Having a having a poor keeper has to be one of the worst feelings in the world. Oh, absolutely, as a fan. Yeah, you like you watch the game. all the fantastic, and then blooming Howler goes in. You know, I know mm. Declan Rudd it. Um,
0: yeah, we got to remember that one. <laughs> match, are, like, yeah, so yeah, that was <laughs> an incredible moment. That was. I remember watching that. Um, was
1: it was Ki- it? It was
0: and Beld, yeah, cause he, Keith in Yeah, because he it was literally <sighs> like a a nothing ball over the top. Just it was like a little pass almost. And it went over the top and Rudd goes to pick it up. It was poor technique, you know, you should have your knee behind the ball at least. It rolls in between his legs into the back. Was it was
1: that to make it 1-0 as well? Yeah,
0: the game changed after that. I remember it really well. We were It was quite close. And then as soon as that goal we're went in, we just... Full, yeah, exactly. It was just like Adams yeah. and we're going, we were just away then for the rest of the game. It just <laughs> completely changed the game. <laughs> but um, obviously Freddie Woodman's a good stand-up player, but have you got any other sort of big danger players that we could be worried about or or that you've been really impressed with at the start of the season?
1: So, I I did mention Ben Whiteman there and he's the pivotal point for pressing off and so if, you know, your manager's listening to this and if he wants to place a player to man-mark Ben Whiteman out the game, you'd have a much better chance at winning the game Mm. because seriously, everything goes through Ben Whiteman. You know, he sprays passes here left and centre. i have I've... not seen Ben Lightman have a poor game for Preston North End yet. He's been consistently brilliant, at least a 7 or 8 out of 10. Has he been and a new
0: sign-in already? Has he been there for a while?
1: He, I think he's been here for a year and a half.
0: And you still not seen
1: a bad game from him? I've still not seen a bad game from him yet. Wow. He, he's been fantastic. He's he's a replacement for Paul Gallagher. I'm not, I, obviously, Blues fans probably might not understand that, but... Um, yeah, he's he's just there, like, being the massive focal point in the middle of the pitch, spreading balls around. He, he, sits, he sits behind, like, two eight attacking midfielders and just, like, roams around in that space and just sets play off. Yeah. So, if you mark Ben Whiteman out of the game, you have a good chance of beating Preston North End. That's, yeah. that's as easy as it is. But as of recent, we've been having, you know, one of the eights to be changed into a defensive midfielder as well to kind of help Whiteman, you know, uncover for him. Because at the start of the season with these nil-nils, they just stuck two people on Whiteman and we were just there like, well, where do we go mm. from now? So, yeah, Ben Whiteman's the danger player, even though he, he seems subtle and he, do, he doesn't seem like he does much to affect the attacking play. But, you know, if you sit something on Ben Whiteman, everything just crumbles. Mm.
0: So, is it a possession sort of, or or is it possession based that you look to play, or is it more counter attacking?
1: Well, Ryan Lowe's come in and he's said he wants like possession based football. And, you know, that's what we've tried to do as well. And we've got it kind of, but like it's a mix between counter attacking and possession based. Like Mm. it's hard to understand. Like we know we're trying to play this way and trying to keep the ball, but. The second we nip the ball back after counter pressing, we're just onto it. So it's really hard to decide what Ryan Lowe's system is, whether he wants us to be possession based. I know he says he wants us to be possession based, but, you know, anything can happen as a E fan. You know, we've got wing yeah. backs who turn into, you know, right mid, left mid and attack with seven. And, mm. you know, we defend with a full five. So, I, I honestly couldn't couldn't guess yeah. what we're what, what we're even playing at p- parts, but fingers crossed it starts working soon because we need we need some more goals. Two goals in seven games doesn't mm. look the best, but fingers crossed more comes this weekend. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you might be in for a bit of luck this weekend, but uh, um, we've got a couple more questions before we wrap up of wrap up this um, the uh, well, obviously. You, you, I don't know whether you feel confident going into this game, but uh, what what would your prediction be for this for between us two on the weekend on Saturday?
1: Well, um, I saw that Birmingham are on a bit of a downer after conceding the last minute last mm. minute winner too, uh... well, to well to clarify, it... we're,
0: we're always on a bit of a downer because we're always just been <laughs> terrible.
1: <laughs> was it was it E as well? Didn't he go on yeah, loan yeah. to you, Hernandez?
0: Oh, yeah. He was a he was quality for us as well, and to be fair, he's still just as good for Norwich. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of pill to swallow. That was that was a yeah. hard one, really.
1: I think we're a bit on a bit of a high at the moment, and I think momentum's a massive thing in football. Mm-hmm. And the defense, I look at the defense, and I can't see us conceded. I know that's weird to say, but I've got the confidence in you know going into games, thinking you know what, we're not going to concede. Obviously, we're we're going to concede. It's a forty-six game season, but I just can't see from where the next goal is going to come from for the opposition. Yeah. So if I if I had to put put a like a prediction on it, I am going to say two 0 No offence. Um, I just can't see us conceding, and that that may be rich of me to say, but I just can't see us conceding. I I mentioned Cardiff. I thought they would. Score against us, but they have like twenty-two shots and didn't score. And I'm just mm. thinking, when is it going to hit our, the back of our own net? But if if Birmingham do score, I want to see how Preston North End react because we've not conceded all season. We haven't gone behind. We, will we have the momentum to, you know, bring us back forward? See, see. I'll cut that out. <laughs> Yeah, say, say, say you do go and score early. I'm unsure how Preston North End will react. Um, we reacted last season under low and, you know, brought back. But, you know, we're thinking, you know, we've not conceded yet at all. So, I, I don't know how we're going to react. But I'm going to say we're going to win 2-0. Mm-hmm. Our back race to score again. You know, he's, he scores goals in, you know, little blurts of games. You know, what two, three games and then goes a bit quiet for a couple of the others. Yeah. So, is he a bit of a confidence player. Massive, massive, yeah. massive confidence player, and you know, scoring that goal against Coventry on Wednesday's probably not put you in good stead, Tommy. So <laughs> if he if he's three nil Tonkin coming on, <laughs> no, no, I'll I'll, t- I'll take a one nil, two nil. I'll take three points, but yeah, yeah I, I'm anticipating North End to win, but obviously anything can happen in the game of football, and you know. Birmingham are a great side, and especially bringing in—well, apparently bringing in Chong.
0: Rumour, well, it looks like uh, it's
1: almost done. Well, will he be eligible for the game on Saturday, though?
0: I don't know. There's a couple of players. I I don't, I
1: don't, I don't think he would play anyway if he was going to come in. I think Mm. that's massive because Tahith Chong was fantastic for you last season in that. Yeah. Tiny, tiny loan move, but yeah, yeah. I think,
0: I think with us, what we've got to try and do is that we've got to try and get some actual football being played because we're going through spells where we look like we've got a, a sort of sit back and counter attack sort of team. And then in other weeks, we don't even look like we can pass the ball a couple of yards. So it's like trying to work out what, what we're in sort of at the moment, like you were saying that you don't know whether possession, whether you're a possession based or a uh, counter attacking team. Um so I suppose that's what we need to do and with players like Chong he works well in a system that he knows about so I think if we brought him in and tried to sort of shoehorn him into a position that he didn't know very well or tried to put him into a team that he doesn't quite know how to play in I think he can get marked out of the game kind of like our Whiteman how you Whiteman it is Whiteman isn't Whiteman, yeah. Whiteman yeah I just have Whitehouse in my head then for a second <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so I, he's kind of like player as well I think um but I think 2-0 is a fair result. I do think it is. Um, Well, is. I've got one last question for you, and uh, you might have a little bit of thinking time with this. Um, but one word to summarise the game tomorrow. What do you think that could be? Uh, on Saturday, sorry, it's Thursday. So Dave, what do you think that could be? One word. Yeah. Cagey. Cagey, yeah. Cagey. I can see that happening, actually. Going sort of... Will really it be kind of back-to-back, so, uh, end-to-end, sorry, and... Um, Couple of missed chances here and there. Well, I suppose we're going to miss loads of chances.
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I think I think everyone will be on the edge of the seat, anticipating, you know, something's going to happen. Um, at Deepdale last time, we came out firing, and mm. Daniel Johnson missed a sitter from I think it was about five yards out. So I think we'll score early, and then it'll be a really, really cagey affair. Yeah. And I think, you know, we'll go neck and neck to like the 89th minute and then we'll nick one later on. It just as just as Deanie's going to try and smash one into the town end. But yeah. <laughs> well, the fingers crossed out not happen.
0: Yeah. Well, Deanie's been, Deanie, well, most of our players, uh, not just Deanie on his own, but have just not been performing, very un- underperforming team at the moment. Um, so I I could see us getting hammered but then I could see us perhaps nicking a very scrappy 1-0 or something like that it's one of those things being a Blues fan unfortunately you'd know if, <laughs> it's just part it, of being a fan
1: yeah it's also one of those games where mm. it, anything could happen like say, say we're, we're probably you know both aiming for mid-table as it stands like P&E e are always edging for that 11th place you know it's yeah. our home and I had Birmingham giving my predictions to be there or thereabouts, yeah. you know, around, around 14, 13. So, I'd just be honest, I'd take that right
0: now in a half <laughs> week. I'd absolutely love to finish 14th this season. How unoptimistic is that?
1: <laughs> no, but it's a championship. Anything can happen. It's yeah. the craziest league in the world, Tommy. So, you know, PE could win 2 0. Birmingham could come, you know, spirits high. You've just signed Chong and do us in four 0 But so, yeah, I'm optimistic, but I'm still still on edge, and that's why I've gone with KG.
0: KG, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Oli, for coming on. It's been very, very good much. to have you uh, share your thoughts with us. Um, if you'd like to check out the Butterpie podcast, uh, all the links will be in the description of this video, so you can go check them out. Uh, go give them a follow and go find out what they're all about. Uh, have a listen to a couple of their episodes. I'm sure that uh, you've been releasing a few episodes recently, haven't you?
1: Oh, especially especially with uh, deadline day coming up and we've not signed anyone. We'll be mm. we'll be having a, a nice episode sometime next week <laughs> about about other clubs going to move forward. But yeah, mm. yeah, what um, once every week and yeah. It's
0: wicked, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, once again, thank you very much, Ollie, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Be sure to check out us as well in the description. Uh, And yeah, that's pretty much about it. Keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county.